Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat, and you got the intro right. I know. And this, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and not just wa- not watching it, just so you know, we will be putting, this will be our first episode that's going up on YouTube. Um, the whole episode will go up on you. Well, the whole episode minus everything I cut out, but yeah, the whole episode. Will All the funny YouTube. things that I say will be cut out as yes. per usual. Well, that's, that's the whole key to this endeavor. I know, that's that how it works. Yeah. I am, I'm Conan and you are. Why am I forgetting Andy uh, Richter? Richter, yeah. Although Andy Richter's pretty funny, so he is. Um. So anyway, uh, also it's interesting that I picked a day where I'm a like I guess I can't see it on camera right now, but I, I'm a little sunburned um, from uh, I, I helped with Logan's uh, field day today. Um, oh. Yeah, I got partnered with this really hot mom. And uh, she had just amazing big tits. And so you and Sarah did it together. Cool. Yeah. No, that's exactly who it was. I was going to yeah, make that I fucking know. joke. I know. I know how you work. I know how you think. I mean, I, I might have thought that if it was another person, but I wasn't going to say it out loud. No, Not was, on a recording. Was, no. <laughs> no. Um, no, but I did say it to her as we were leaving, but there was this other woman that was there who was not remotely attractive, super fucking annoying, uh, that was there that kept coming over to like, basically like tell us we were doing it wrong. And I was, so I told Sarah, I was like, oh yeah, I was, I got, I picked her up and I was like, I got, uh, I got partnered with this like really hot woman who I absolutely wanted to fuck. And, and she was like, oh yeah. Ha. And I was like, yeah. And you were there <laughs> <laughs> and she, you know, it she was. She thought it was funny because that that lady was uh, quite the asshole. So anyway, um, so anyway, I'm definitely okay. So Subba offered to make so anyway shirts and and graphic design them for us, or to make some <laughs> kind of so anyway. I I what talking I want, about the big stuff. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about making shirts for anybody that we have as a guest that we can send out so they can wear them that say like so anyway. I was a guest on. The talking about the big yeah. stuff podcast um and then maybe we'll if we uh if we like the design we can do a regular one that's like a merch uh kind of thing for people um you know because i think that it's important for our two or three listeners to be able to have yeah. opportunities to spend money on stupid shit so, so i get a shirt because i was a guest um my daughter gets a shirt your your son mm-hmm. gets a shirt it's a really good way to get free clothes for our own family yeah well, I had I had a good amount of guests on before before, before you took over yeah. co-hosting duties, and I still plan on having co on having guests, but yeah, we just need to think ahead a little bit more. And sometimes uh, it did make it did make me feel better. Just so you know, I don't know if you've been listening to Dear Old Dads. Yep, they were talking about how they'll ha- they usually text like. 20 minutes before what are we going to talk about today or whatever yeah, yeah. I'm like okay so we're not the only ones no yeah, yeah so i'm busy planning the show yeah. for 20 minutes from now <laughs> just okay just so all of our listeners know um i have a we we have a google doc and we have a list of topics that we and we add to it as they come into our heads and then on the day of uh re- recording around lunchtime i look at the list and i go I don't yeah, like any of these. Let's, let's fucking do that one. And then 
And then, uh, or in this case, because we're doing two tonight, uh, yeah, let's do those two. Um, he sends them to me, and I say, I don't know what that means. You made that phrase up. Yeah. When, and speaking of which, to, is is that the first? Well, yeah. I guess it'll be the first episode. Well, it is now. Heard. Yeah. So tonight's topic is a, is a phrase that, Jesus fucking Christ with the dogs. Tonight's topic is Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Porn movies oh, made okay. by the Messiah. Okay. Here's a, here's a, here is a um, movie. So anyway. Movie. So anyway. Here's a movie that a pitch that I would like to pitch to you uh, that anyone can steal this idea because I'm never going to make it. Um, any of you, all the any, three of you, any th- of it. the three of you can make this idea. Uh, so you, you are familiar <laughs> Remy with... in France, our one French listener. You can do this idea. Yeah, um, you're familiar Bonjour, with Remy. you're familiar with the beginning of Dra- the concept of the original Jurassic Park and how they get the dinosaurs. Yeah, it comes in shaving cream. Yeah. No, um, the, the, the well, you know, mosquitoes in amber. And yeah, and taking the, the DNA, DNA and then having to put a little bit of extra DNA into the sequence to, to finalize it and finish it. So my thought was somebody takes the Shroud of Turin, which I'm aware in real life it is fake. But in the movie, it's not fake. They take the Shroud of Turin and they take some of the DNA off the Shroud of Turin. But they don't have the DNA is so old that they do need to put a little bit of something in there to it's make it DNA. right. So they put something. I don't care what it is. <laughs> we, whatever works for the the premise of the movie, and and so it becomes a similar thriller horror movie to Jurassic Park, and we call it G's Jurassic Park. I'm I'm on board. Yes. Okay. It is the. It is the shittiest. I actually, there's there's like a certain level of like movie that I could see this ended end up getting made with. You know, like not Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but like those old like real schlock stuff. I could see she's Jurassic Park getting made. Back to the topic for the so so before before you before you leave your your great movie, um, you know that concept's been done by Star Trek, right? Without Jesus. No. Yeah, so there's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called The Rightful Heir, where um, Worf goes on like a religious retreat, and he's like meditating and doing stuff, and he has a vision of Kalos, um, the person basically the first emperor of, of the Klingon homeworld who brought Kronos together under one tribe for the first time. And um, he, uh, and then when he has a vision, Kalos actually appears, and he's real, like he's returned. And they trying to prove if it's him or not. He knows all the stories, and they do a DNA test, and he's his DNA matches the blood on his um, batleth, his sword that's in the museum. So it's actually him. And then they discover some inconsistencies, like he knows all the stories but not the details. Like, I fought my best, you know, I fought this man on the edge of the river, and they, what was his name? I don't know, but I fought him on the river. Like, how do you remember all the details that everybody else knows, but none of the details nobody knows? And they realize that the religious cast use that same blood that was on the batleth and cloned Kaleth, and they just programmed every story about him in his head. So he has all the myths and stories in his head, but none of the details because they didn't have details to add. Um, but but he, but he really is him. He's a clone of uh, Kaleth. So he ends up becoming the spiritual leader of um, Kronos uh, and the planet of the Klingon people, um, but like doesn't take over as a political leader since he was just a clone. Nice. And they play um, Send in the Clones. It had to be clones. It's really sweet. Yeah, you weren't alive for that song. Never mind. Send in the Clowns, I know. (laughs) 
I just didn't know if you were being serious if they actually made a version <laughs> of that. Yeah, this great moving episode about the about their spiritual leader, and they sang <laughs> a parody song. Yeah. All right. So, so what so are we that... talking about today that I did not understand what you meant? Okay. Maybe I'll understand it now. You, you kind of understood it when I re, when I explained it a little bit, right? Yeah, maybe I okay. said sure. All right. So what I texted Matthew was um, not vic- So we're very used to the concept of victimless <laughs> crimes, but I was talking about uh, crimeless victims, which I of course thought you meant victimless crimes, and you're just stupid. No, I, I am stupid, but this is a different thing. Um, no, the crimeless victims. So I, I will give you the the first example that kind of brought it up, and it is it's fiction. So keep that in mind. But I was listening to I, I you I don't know if it's well established on the podcast or not, but I love time travel. Um, it's one of my favorite. You know, whether it's whatever genre it ends up being, and I love time travel stories. So there was a um a, a woman who Rowan I will I will look it up and link it in because she's got great YouTube videos. I did not love this particular one I'm about to mention, but her she her um she did a video about time travel love stories and the problem with inherent in them. And not my own one, grandpa stories? No, not not exactly. So one of the ones she talked about is The Time Traveler's Wife, which is the novel that I happen to be reading right now. But I've also seen the show, um, so I have an idea of it. And I was like, if she starts to get into real spoiler territory, I'll just stop the video. As far as I know, she didn't get in, but I did end up stopping because I was like, mm, I don't want to listen um, to this particular video. Uh, but one of the points she points out with the, the dynamic of Time Traveler um, romance stories is the inherent manipulation in it. So she brings up About Time, which I also love. It's a, I think it's a really good movie, but she has some good points about that. Um, I think that he he's kind of a bad character because or, or uh, ill-intent Ill character because uh, he uses it for his own personal gain um, in that movie. In The Time Traveler's Wife, it has a really complicated story um, where it's it's very much a um, bootstrap paradox kind of story, which I don't I don't mind I don't mind a good bootstrap paradox, and I think so far it's done pretty well. <laughs> I don't mind a good bootstrap paradox. Yeah, but um, for those of you who don't know, the bootstrap paradox is like you going back in time sets into events sets into motion the events that allow you or force you to go back in time. Therefore, creating like a Mobius strip. Yeah. Or you uh, go back in time, the classic one is, and create you write own. Beethoven's symphonies for him and give it to him. And so he publishes them and he gets famous for having written them. But nobody ever wrote them because you only knew them because Beethoven had written them, but he didn't write them. So who wrote them? So it's right. got this paradox loop that it, when did it start? Right. So in The Time Traveler's Wife, it's about these two characters, Henry and Claire. And Claire meets Henry when she is six years old, and he's an, uh, not an old man. He's probably not even as old as I am at that point, but he's a, an adult. And he doesn't time travel on purpose. He is thrown through time. So she she meets him, and, she, and he keeps re- revisiting her. Um, and in that process, she falls in love with him, and she finds that she wants to get married to him. This is all pretty quick in the trailer kind of thing. And then when she, when, when he first meets her, he's 
28 or so and 20 year old her walks in to his job and recognizes him because she's known him for for 14 years he's never met her before and but he knows because he's a time traveler as soon as she the look on her face he realizes that he's met her before that she's met him before very similar to river and and uh the doctor but she quickly is like yeah we're gonna get married and so it becomes this weird faded thing and they're describing fate in the whole thing. And there's some parts where it's really uncomfortable because there's this 30 to 40 year old man who is ending up with a 15 year old girl. And he has, it's his wife that he's, he knows and he's had sex with. And so he's seeing her as a, you know, uh, young woman who is pre, you know, post-pubescent, and so he's having these conflicting feelings. It is very, I would say, it's very uncomfortable, and I think that's part of the purpose of it. But the video, she keeps, she talks about basically him grooming her, and for me, I feel like they're both victims in this. And while it's real uncomfortable for us as readers or watchers, uh. It isn't that he is, a, he. I don't see him as a perpetrator. I see him as another victim at a different level and her as a victim and her, she's the more obvious victim, I suppose, but she's not, but, but he's not perpetrating and he very, there's, there's a couple parts where maybe he does cross the line. It's, it's a hard ethical dilemma. Um, and, and, you know, cause we're including, uh ethics on a hypothetical level that are very you know extreme but it's it, it so that that was what made me think of this idea of of crimeless victims so like i don't think for the most part that there's anyone doing anything specifically wrong it's not like he's going back in time to find his 13 year old 14 year old girlfriend and spend time with her he's just getting thrown out to her basically by by whatever this process is, which I haven't read the whole book, so maybe they explain it. I don't know. So maybe it is his fault. You just don't know it yet. Future oh. him may have done it intentionally to past him. Very possible. Don't know. Yeah, future me has not come back to tell me how it ends yet to explain if that's going to happen. But yeah. So that was what made me think of the idea of, of the, the crimeless victim. But I do think that we have a tendency, you know, we have a, we have a very black and white mentality on a lot of... But are you going to bring race into this? Okay, a very binary. So let's talk about crime. You start bringing race into it. A very binary. So Massachusetts on uh, on my on any kind of ethical situation. There's a right and there's a wrong, and it doesn't. To me, it seems much more complicated and nuanced. And and the other example that I thought of in my head, like, was okay. Something that we always that we hear about, and as as a society is. Um, people having sex with someone under the influence. And so it's very, you know, if you have two, it, it's very common to hear about somebody take, you know, it, it, it's, they're not able to consent, which, and I'm not debating that, but if two people are really, really fucked up and they both are for all intents and purposes consenting, there are places where, well, the guy shouldn't do it. And I'm like, well, the guy is also, I mean, if they're both different. equally, if they're both impaired, yeah. But it is weird. I mean, the whole, oh, the whole way we handle responsibility impairment is really inconsistent. 
Because mm-hmm. if you get drunk and drive your car and kill someone, you are responsible for what you did because you chose to get drunk. Mm-hmm. But if you get drunk and you get sexually assaulted, you're not responsible because even though you chose to get drunk. Like, it's weird that we say Finally. sometimes you are responsible what happens when you drink. And sometimes we say you're not responsible what happens when you drink. I would say it's, that and it's weird. I would say that there is. Yes. But I would also say that there's a good amount of people who would punish someone for getting drunk and getting sexually assaulted. But my point just is, but I mean, say legally, we don't, though. Yeah. Like, I think we, we that say it, we, like we do say if you're drunk driving, you chose to get drunk. Yeah. And so the fact that you couldn't choose that driving was a bad choice. Yeah. It's irrelevant. You made the first choice. But we don't make that for everything else involving drinking. You know, we yeah. don't we, we wait and see what happens and then we decide if it's your fault or not for drinking after we see what happens. Right. Which right. is odd. It is odd. And 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 it it, it to me so I get it from protecting the victim standpoint, but it's not I, consistent. Especially in your case of yeah. two people get drunk together, they go drink for drink, they're equal body weight, and then we say one of them is responsible for what happened next, not not the yeah. other. Yeah. I think That's the weird. only thing that works again. Again, I think the thing that defines this as it is right now is the the penetrative part of it. It it it, it becomes and it's and maybe it's misogyny and sexism and a lot of other issues rolled into it. But I think the reason, like for when you're talking about two absolutely intoxicated people who are basically the exact same level of intoxicated, if they haven't if they have sex, I think that they could both have reasonable and regret sounds like it's a condescending term i don't mean it like that Mm -hmm. um but victim also doesn't sound right like there's something in between where they're like i mean you don't have to be equally drunk you don't have to be equally drunk just you both pass the point where you can't make a rational right informed decision because you once you pass that point doesn't make a difference how much more you drink you already passed that point right i agree so but so you have you could have two people wake up in the morning look at the person next to them say what the hell did i do yeah i was waiting till marriage (laughs) or i was doing this and have some kind of genuine and what's the it's gonna be something beyond aggrievement uh, beyond regret that's like like genuine like they've been they've they it's trauma almost like trauma without the victimization necessarily you you can have that happen it would be the same okay here's a better example of something where I think it could happen I just watched a um sketch on instagram for this uh uh, and that's this is what this is more okay you're going you you, sarah and i we're we're, we've been married for almost nine years uh we go take a dna test and we find out that we're brother and sister um it's been implied to. she told you yeah she told me no but neither of us knew we are both the victims but neither of us is the victimizer and so we have a lot of situations like this, but I, but typically, the way our we as a society tend to see things, it would be, you know, we have to find the bad guy in that situation, and instead of dealing with the situation as it is, yeah, I I'm going to talk out my example. I wish I had said yeah. Rudy Giuliani and his <laughs> cousin get married. That would have been yeah. better. Yeah, you married Rudy Giuliani's cousin. Um, so I'm going to talk out my ass. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm making this up as, as, as I go along. But I wonder if it might not be – so I'm not saying a definitive thing. I'm not. Don't accuse me. I wonder if it might be like an evolutionary protection, that if something bad happens and someone or something, some agent is responsible, it does a person and a society good 
to be able to identify that to avoid it in the future. So the inherent need to find out what the cause was and what did it so it won't happen again, a bad thing, any bad thing, might be kind of bred into us because the people who didn't do that died the second time. Right. The people who did find out what caused the bad thing, oh, three people just died. Maybe we shouldn't drink from that water again. You know, the people who looked for a root cause tended to survive. Those societies survived. So it's like a bred into us to look for a root cause. Right. And, and it's not always right, but it's being wrong when they're not finding a cause when there is one could be dangerous. Okay. Not I, trying to find a cause when there is one could be more dangerous. You know? Okay. I think that that is a fair point. I, I think, and, and maybe this is because I'm a, uh, still a, a little baby atheist. And so I'm still in that pendulum swinging mode. But I also think that there's a chance that as, as we, we, we developed religion um, and that created a very binary view of the world and for us. And so, and even though, you know, you're not religious and now, now I'm not religious, we, we are shaped in ways that we maybe don't realize. Western culture is Western culture. Yeah. And so I wonder if that, I mean, the idea of, of good and evil and, and black and white. And... I mean, but doesn't religion also have the flip side? The God's will, it's a mystery. Like, why did, I get, why did that child get cancer? Oh, you know, it's not God's fault. It's, it's, it's a mystery, the mysterious ways. Like, and, you, and, there, and you don't look for a victim because you're told to just accept it sure. and move on. So, so there's elements of both in religion, right? That's, looking... that, that's a lot of times, though, that's just because there's no. But I only I, go with the original. The point I was trying to, I was going to start to yeah. get to was that I, um, I have been, I've becoming much more diplomatic. I've becoming, uh, I, I would say, I am learning, and a lot of this is work. A lot of this at work, they're 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 trying to get me <laughs> to be uh, not an asshole all the time, um, and that's hard for me. Like I, I did, you know. That's where you, I wasn't a good boss because I encouraged you being an asshole. Yeah. Before you joined the podcast as as a co-host, I had my friend Paul on, who you've talked about. And one of the episodes with, with Paul was about identity and becoming who we really are. And I spent a long time getting to where my outside behavior matched my inside. And now everyone's like, no, 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 bottle. No, bring, bottle bring it back. back, bring it back. <laughs> yeah. People who say just be yourself don't know who myself is. Yeah. I love. They have so, no idea. I I I was raised. So my dad is is very much uh, opposed to absolutism in in language. Uh, there should if, never be absolutism. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Um, <laughs> Set the Jedi in an absolute yeah. way. But um, but no, he. I mean, he just. If you said like, oh, everybody. It, it doesn't matter what comes after that. He's going to disagree with you. Um, and, or he would, I don't know if he would now, like, but, but back he just agrees that everything I say, cause he hates me. Yeah, true. Um, okay. We checked that off. So we've made, <laughs> yep. Um, but I was raised with that. And so what were we saying before? <laughs> I totally spaced. Um, your uh, aunt, they, them, uh, no. uh, God, God damn it. 
See? He shouldn't have went on a tangent. You heard him, ladies and gentlemen. He went on the tangent. We were going along fine talking about our topic, and then he decides, I'm going to talk about Instagram now. This is the tangent. Completely unrelated to anything. I'm going to talk about Instagram. We have time travel, uh, uh, um, 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 grooming. We had him sleeping with his sister. We had all this good stuff. Sex with Sam. and No. No, this is getting cut out. That's disgusting. <laughs> so so we, now crazy. we need a quick... So anyway, actually... So anyway... You, <laughs> no, what was I saying before before I said the thing about my dad and the absolutism? God damn it. This was important. That you were being yourself, being matching who you really are. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And, you're, and they want you to be less of an asshole at work, so you're trying to be more diplomatic. Yeah. This is where you are. I'm sorry if this isn't happy for you. There's like some like little thought that I was having. That, it's like, nobody's you're, fault. You're this constant... is a vic- this is a crimeless victim. No, it's nobody's fault that he you're... went off on a tangent within a tangent within a tangent. You're he triple tangented joking. himself. You're constantly uh, joking. Oh, derailed oh, me. me. I derailed him on his third level down tangent. Go back and listen. You all heard it. Our first talking about having a conversation. He goes. Hey. Wait a second. I want to talk about. We have an Instagram. Follow the Instagram. I made a joke on the Instagram, and my answer this. Oh, wait. And I said something nice back because at work, let me just tell you about work. At work, I'm being an asshole. Too many stop being an asshole. It's at work. And my dad doesn't like absolutes. So let's remember that we're talking about our topic, and then Instagram, and then a meme, and then the response to the meme, and then grammar about the meme, and then my dad being an asshole at work. And at work, they think my dad's an asshole because he hates Matthew. That's how we got here. Okay. And I really hope no one's listening to this at like 1.2 or 1.3 speed because that would be horrible. <laughs> it would just be a beep. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the I've got nothing. I haven't um, done that in a long time. That's one of my favorite gags is is yeah. recapping things in a quick same way. When they did it in Ant Man, it kind of upset me because it's been my shtick for 15 years of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> they stole it from me. Yeah. So our first, I was gonna about that's what I was gonna the joke I was gonna make not. The original thing that I still don't remember. Two levels the, down. The joke I was going to make was that, it, as you were starting to rant and interrupt, is that it's our first episode on YouTube and it's our last episode together. <laughs> <laughs> Meh, fair. Yeah. Everybody on YouTube can see I live with David Hasselhoff in my storeroom. It's great. Yeah, and they can see I'm I'm wearing Mickey and I'm drinking Minnie. Mm-hmm. And that probably sounds a little dirty, but... And he's yeah, fucking goofy. Yeah, I saw that meme the other day where it was the the. So you you want a divorce from from your wife Minnie because she's too because she's extremely she's... silly? No, she's fucking goofy. <laughs> it's a good joke. I gotta get some of that they, sweet. They love it at Disney World. Some of that sweet, sweet DeSantis comedy. I want to get some of, some of that sweet mouse mouse Have you been seeing that they're just adding ussy to the end of every word now? Yeah, I'm an old man. I don't see that what the kids are doing today. Well, you should. Um, okay. Well, that was the whole episode, guys. No. <laughs> Do you have any any uh, examples or, or you know uh, that you think are interesting? Well, I mean, or? I think philosophically it goes back to what my my cult leader Aaron Rabinowitz of Embrace the Void podcast and Philosophers in Space says that you know it's luck all the way down. You know, there's this. Yeah. Sometimes, even if even if it's someone is responsible, there's levels of luck that led that person to be what they were and do what they did. So it, yeah. it's looking for blame. It's kind of it's kind of like when do you stop digging? You know, how far yeah. back do you go and where the blame um, tree lands? You know, that makes yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And I, 
Uh, it's funny. I'm pretty sure that people that know me will listen to this episode and be like, Mike doesn't want to blame people. Um, cause I feel like I am constantly blaming people. After he blamed me because he forgot on his tangent where he was, he blamed me while he's saying he doesn't blame people. Why don't you recap the whole thing real quick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, it got me thinking about this, the, 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 the binariness of, of that particular side of morality and I do think there's a lot of, of society where we need to find a bad guy. We need to blame people. I, um, I, I saw something right before we got online. Um, there was a porn actress on Instagram that was um, talking about some of the stuff. down, the downsides of, of being in porn. It was like she was being interviewed or something. And, and, some for some reason, okay. This is this is me being a glutton for punishment, but I always which is go, one of the downsides of being in porn. Yeah, yeah, I know. I go in, I go in the comment section for the. It, this is I go in the comment section, and it's just the most like fucking ridiculous misogyny and evil shit that I've seen. And I and I'm like, she wasn't blaming anybody. She just was like complaining about the things and they're like well these are the consequences of your actions which i think is part of the problem with this idea of victim of of having a victim and not having a crime is that then you blame that's why we blame the victim sometimes not always sometimes we just are misogynist assholes who blame well sometimes it's just it's a defense i don't want to be blamed so i'll blame the victim yeah but like there is she, you know, they were like ripping her apart, and I'm like, dude, like she's just saying that. That's like, one of the downsides of doing porn, too. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are big. Yeah, well, it's it, it, yeah, it was tough though. Like she's she's like getting teary in the video, and people are just being like such psychos. And I've seen other videos with her um, on Instagram. And yeah, I've seen her being stitched. Nope, that's not right either. That's the term. It's the fucking term is stitched. Uh, where yeah, that's why I said the guys are really big. You can get torn no. apart, and then you got to get stitched. Or maybe you're one of the guys that I have a problem with. No, uh, no, I've seen a lot of guys. So there's another clip of that same woman saying something about how her boyfriend, when she would come home, didn't want to kiss her, and it made her feel dirty. And then you, and then they'd be stitched. Unless she gargled with... first, at least. Yeah. Well, that that's that was, yeah, that that was one hundred percent reasonable uh, to like want somebody to like brush their teeth and shower. But I would do that after my job, uh, like just if I get if you get sweaty and gross, just do that before you. I get fucked over in my job too, and I want to come <laughs> home and take a shower. My point is being like, there's there's this level to which like people, I don't know, I don't know where I was going with this. But uh, you know, I, I have, I, I definitely, I will, I will cop to. I have the the instinct of you did something wrong happen whenever someone gets hurt around me. Like when the kids would get hurt, my first thought is what were you doing? And I have to push that back and not blame them for whatever. I mean, usually it's because they did something wrong, but it, it's not what, it's not what is needed in the, in the moment. So that's maybe we should have a topic about this. My first instinct is not the right instinct. I have to bite that one back and then have my brain override it and say, it doesn't make a difference what he did wrong. He's bleeding on yeah. my couch. I need to clean, you know, get him off the couch and let him bleed somewhere like linoleum where I yeah. can clean it up better. That would be a good topic for if we did like a second episode today. That would be a good topic. Yeah, that would be a good it. topic. We should do that. Yeah. Um, I'm segueing. I'm segueing. But, yeah. but still, it is like one of my instincts yeah. is 
who did, and I'm sure it's because my father used to, if my mother screamed, my father would run down into the room and hit whoever was closest to him and then say, who did what? Because he had to punish first and then see who he was supposed to be mad at. And it's because when he was young, his mother would scream and his father would come in the room and hit him. So that, that cycle, I don't do the come in the room and hit so often because my kids are bigger than me now. But no, but no, but, but I did. There still is the incident of someone did something wrong or something bad wouldn't have happened. And yeah. I have to kind of replay that. So that's not necessarily true to deal with the situation at hand. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have, yeah, the Hoff agrees. I'll, I'll have to go buy like a cardboard cutout to be like, right up. You can see Logan's baby. Logan's feet. Feet prints and handprints. Um, yeah, I got to make it now. If we're going to be doing video, I got to like make this, my like little studio a little more. Now, do I have to clean? I'm not cleaning this room. It's too much work. I think been doing. I've been using this as an office for two years, and I'm not you cleaning. Just, you should get like a little wider backdrop, because honestly, like right now, like I think when we edit it for YouTube, what we're seeing the edges be will be the edges. So yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I need a, a less wide angle camera. Problem is, you know, I can't control what you know platform we're using and what it does for its default sizes. True, but we'll figure it out. All right. Any anything that you want to plug? Um, I feel like we didn't talk enough. I feel like I we didn't. It's, it was, it's, it's short because we went on a tangent about porn stars and their web pages. Instagram. And it wasn't her Instagram. I don't follow her. It wasn't or her any Inst other porn star. On Whose Instagram, Instagram was, was she making videos on? She, it was just somebody clipped something. I don't know. It and they did what they do, what they do to her. They stitched her. They stitched, it, they stitched her. her. This one actually didn't get stitched, but the other videos. I only know what that means recently too. I, I was watching a, a Bible historian and like he shows a clip and he has a disclaimer saying stitch coming. Do not flame this person. Do not track them down. And then like yeah. they plays a little clip and then he comes in and he uh, goes all historian and corrects them if they're wrong, agrees with them if they're right. But yeah, you know, he's, he, he's uh seems to be down the road, you know, being honest with his, not trying to prove anything. Yeah. We just but he stitches. So I'm trying to say he stitches. And yeah. you know, I've, I've discovered a stitch in nine saves time. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. I, I know that it's a saying, but I never understood it. It saves time. I like the one that, I like when we have um, old sayings that just are based on antiquated shit that we don't know anymore. It kind of, it's probably similar to like when, um, you know, like kids nowadays won't know a, what a disc is. They'll just be like, oh, it's a save icon. And, and it, you know, it's, it's, the, yeah, why is that the, the icon? It's or a you know, TV show, don't touch that dial. What is don't touch that dial? What is it? Why do, yeah. why does a phone make a dial tone? What, what, what is, where's yeah. the word dial come into play? Sarah, Sarah calls the remote for the TV the clicker. And, and I, and it I clicks say, so loudly. I always say something about it, and she was like, "You don't correct my mom and dad when they say." It. I'm like, "Because they're old enough to remember when it clicked." And she's like, "I remember it when it used clicked. to click." And like, yeah, we had an old one when I was a little kid that clicked. We never called it a clicker, though. We always called it a remote because yeah. it remotely controls the TV, but it does not click anymore. And but there's a lot of that where where we get old shit. Did I ever tell you? Look, this is a good story. This is a side. This is another tangent. But this this podcast should be called "Talking About the Big Stuff with More and Than the Little Stuff." Tan 
and more than the occasional tangent. <laughs> so speaking of saying, so I lived in Colorado for a year and a half in my early 20s. And I was working at um, a cell phone store. We will not say which one because I don't want to give them advertising and I don't want to have any fucking problems. But I'm working at a cell phone store and one of my coworkers is a native Coloradan. And I and he knew me well at this point. We're pretty good friends. Uh, and he knows me and so he knows my personality. And I said, Asshole. yes, he, well, he also knew that I have like a filthy mouth and shit. So I said, you, you never look a gift horse in the mouth. And he, and I was in front of a customer that I said it. And he lost, he's like, we yanked me into like the back room. And he's like, don't say stuff like that in front of customers. And I was like, what do you think I said? And he's like, I don't know. You said something about a horse's mouth. It's terrible yes. to say something I said, about a I said, mouth. I said, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And he goes, he goes, you can't say dirty shit like that. And I'm like, it's not dirty. And he goes, how it, he goes, how is it not dirty? And I'm like, what do you think it means? And he's like, I don't know. You want to fuck a horse's mouth? I was like, no. I was like, a horse's health is dependent or is, is, it's is the age. signified. You can estimate the horse's age by the condition age. of its mouth. And their health a lot of times yeah. is based on their teeth. And so you, right. if you look in the inn and you see a bunch of dirty teeth you, and, and, like, and nasty teeth and the horse is going to die, you're still getting yeah. a gift horse. So don't fucking like – you know, don't. But it's also like you don't criticize the gift you're getting while you're yeah. getting it. You yeah. can look at the gift horse in the mouth later, but not while you're getting it. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, I don't think, I've never heard that before. I'm like, it is not, I'm like, this is not a Massachusetts thing. I promise you, this is not a Massachusetts thing. It's not a dirty thing. I'm like, it is not a thing that was a problem at all. And he, I mean, if you never watched an old movie about the horse races and the, they always go back to the stables and they pull the horse's lips back and look in their mouth and fuck them. Oh, wait, maybe he's right. If you're going to fuck a horse, why would you do it in the mouth? They have such big teeth. Oh, rough tongue, though. <laughs> you put sugar cubes on it, you're good. You're good to go. But there are downsides to being a horse porn star. Yeah. Mr. Hands would know. Do you know that reference? Um, the only Mr. Hands I know is, is from um, Mr. Bill. No, there's... I don't want to Google it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So when I was in college, there was a couple of like urban legend kind of things. One of them was Mr. Hands, which I don't know is a real thing, but they, a lot of times they said it was a big reason why bestiality uh, laws were what they were because this guy fucked a horse. The horse was so big that it like ripped him open and he died. And I don't know if that's true. The other big, th the other thing. I mean, let's that... say the horse fucked him then. He didn't fuck the horse. I'm just Good saying. Point. Good point. The other one that was going around when I was in college the first time was uh, Two Girls, One Cup, which always looked fake. But when the first time when, when I was like, someone was like, hey, come in here. I want to show you something cool. And I saw it. I was like, holy fuck. You know, the best thing about that was the uh, reaction videos that became a thing. People would do, you know, you know, first, I mean, at first it started people doing hidden camera to show, you know, their girlfriend's reaction once you saw it kind of thing. Yeah. But then people started doing fake ones. And. My friend Mookie, a guy I used to do comedy with, he did one where he's eating a uh, chocolate frosty uh, from Wendy's, and he's like, they're licking the spoon, and he's and he's watching, like looking at the camera as if he's looking at the video, getting closer and closer, and then licking the spoon and wiping it out of the corner of his mouth. It was so funny. It was, uh, yeah. Mookie, 
Mookie's a comic genius. Mookie, if you're watching this, you're a comic genius, but you know that because we did comedy together for 20 years. Yeah, no, it's a gross video. Next tangent, um, you have you've not been listening to God Awful Movies for quite a while, you told me. I listened to the last one that um, Cara Santa Maria was on, which was the, um, yeah. the one that psychology and psychiatry are fake. That one I listened to. But yeah. I don't usually do the religious ones because it's the same jokes over and over again. I do like yeah. the pseudoscience ones that Cara's on. I listened. Uh, so I listened to. Even if did, Cara did do 9 11. Yeah. That's what I heard. I listened to the documentary ones. I think they're in. Documentary ones, I think they're, <laughs> inter- they're they're more interesting. You don't have to have seen to know, like, oh, this performance or this lighting is bad. Like, you just get the point. Um, but this week's episode that I just finished listening was um, Fast X, and mm-hmm. I have not seen a Fast and the Furious movie since the second one. Uh, I don't even know if I saw that one. I know I saw most of the first one. Yeah, I saw I the first I one in the theaters. <laughs> I saw the first one in the theaters. I think I made so, it to the end. He lets him go at the end, right? Yeah, so I saw the first yeah. one. And so I've been told a couple times that by by Paul um, from the World's Best Podcast. The expert in media. Uh, I was told by him that like they've completely changed genres. They're basically Universal's version of superhero movies now. And yeah, I've heard in the middle it gets good. Like like yeah. five through seven were really good or something. something right. Totally and I've heard that too. And 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 Logan w- saw the trailer for Fast X and was like, well, I want to see that. And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. If I want to see it, I want to watch all of them because I want to see the progression, the weird progression. But listening to their, epi- their episode about Fast X, I was like, this show is kind of spoilery. So if it gets in and then I, so if it gets into spoiler territory, I'm going to shut it off. And then, and then I was like, I was listening. I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to, because they can spoil everything and it doesn't matter because I don't fucking understand. It was so funny, but I didn't understand any of it. And I'm like, don't know who the characters are, but the setup is they're describing things. I'm like, why is this in a race car movie? Like I, the first one I kind of got there. They like race racing cars. They steal TVs off the back of trucks or whatever it was. I didn't, that wasn't that far. Those two things weren't that far removed from each other. Right. But they're describing shit, and they're like, "Yeah, there's just a giant nuclear beach ball that's rolling down the streets of 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 Rome. All of a sudden, they're in Brazil. All of a sudden, they're in Peru. All of a sudden, they're in England again." And I'm like, "I'm like, I genuinely, I I wanted to see it. It made me want to see it. And I was like, I want to see it because <laughs> if they made shit up." And just were like, let's throw the weirdest ideas we have out there and describe that as Fast X because we know that half the listeners don't watch the movies. I wouldn't know the difference between them just being like, this could have been an April Fool's episode as far as you know. There's there's aliens come down and, and they, you know, they abduct Vin Diesel and probe him anally. He's Groot. Yeah, he is Groot. That movie is very good. The third one. Uh, we'll see it when it gets to streaming. Anyway, so that though actually, the Flash has me almost wanting to go to a movie theater. Like, like a uh, week, take a weekday off, you know, and go see it at like the one o'clock show at a theater where you pick your seat, so I can sit outside five minutes before the movie and go, okay, what's an area of the theater there are no disease-ridden people in? Buy that seat and go in. What about a drive-through? Are there no drive-thrus? Well, get, what do you get a burger and then keep? I don't understand why would I do a drive-through? You just drive through. You're not drive, even there anymore. Drive in. You know what I meant. 
psycho. I, I, I think there's one maybe a half an hour from here. Yeah. I, I'm going to see The Flash in theaters. Uh, did you hear the big, the big reveal that I heard about today? It could be days old. I don't know. Of, of what? Who, one more no. cameo that's going to be in it? I did not. Can I spoil something ridiculous for you? If it's ridiculous, people don't listen. Everyone go la la la. Okay, go ahead. Nobody, nobody else other than if Paul's listening will give a single shit about this part, except for you. Ambush bug, ambush bug, and cheeks the boy wonder. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, I'm, I'm very obscure sometimes. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna have Nicolas Cage's Superman in this movie. Uh, well, I did hear that it's it, it's got something for the fan of every every era, so it's like it's gonna be like Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of glimpses of things, which they just did in Titans on on the Max. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, and I just was like, I, I I never watched the documentary, or maybe I did watch some of it. I forget, but I followed it enough that I understand the basic idea that Tim Burton was going to make a Superman movie with Kevin Smith wrote it. Is that right? Um, they were trying to get Kevin Smith. Yeah, I mean, he wrote a, wrote a treatment for it, and uh, but he you know never went all the way to. To, yeah. to, to, to being totally involved. The producer was the big story Kevin Smith tells that the producer kept saying, oh, we want a giant robot, a giant robot spider. You know how strong spiders are? He needs to fight a giant robot spider at the end. And like they were like, you have to do it. And he's like, I'm not making a giant robot spider for Superman to fight. He goes, you have to. So they had those, and then of course the movie never happened. He goes, but then like a couple of years later, he goes to see a movie and he goes to see Wild Wild West with uh, yeah. Will Smith and Kevin Klein, and it's the same producer. And he goes, Act Three starts, and there's a motherfucking giant <laughs> mechanical spider. As and I was like, Shit, said, it is pretty cool. He was right. <laughs> as soon as you said a couple years later, I was like, It's Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah exactly. I actually, okay. And this could be just because I was twelve or thirteen when Wild Wild West came out. Wild Wild I, West. I I loved that movie. Like, Wild Wild West. But all right, I don't want to get too into. I don't want to encroach on Paul's territory uh, and have him. I don't want to have a. I don't want to have a podcast feud by us talking nerd shit. How old were you when that came out? Wow, well, West. What is it? 90, the the movie. The movie, yeah, not the TV show in the sixties. I thought you were gonna pull a. No, no. Uh, I, I used to watch was that. Ninety six or ninety seven. Ninety nine. Oh, then I was 15, fourteen or fifteen. I had two children. <laughs> I had. I was master that I knew were mine before you for the gag. Yeah, yeah, I was already ejacking. I had two out of three. Yeah, I was probably freshly ejacked. That's Sarah and I like that term, freshly ejacked. Sometimes mm -hmm. we'll joke about that before I go off to record or go off to hop on a meeting and she be like, do you need to be fresh? Like, like it's something about Mary? You want to get the pressure off before you start? Yeah. Pressure off, pressure in, whatever. Well, there's your presser. Yeah. It's one of the tough things about being a porn star. Yeah. I got to go find that video. How do I Google that? It's not like, it's not, she. she's not dressed in anything particularly skinny. She's not dressed in anything. What is she, a porn star? Yeah, no, like it's not, it's not like there's nothing like a uh, sexually erotic about this video. Yeah, erotic. There we go. I mean, she's cute. She's not like I wouldn't even say she's hot, but she's cute. But but other than her naturally being semi-attractive, or she's attractive. Uh, the, other than that, there's nothing like unless you're into girls being semi-sad. I kind of am. I'm married. 
anyone who marries me going to be semi-sad a lot. Yeah, I can see it. Especially sometimes semi-rough, sometimes semi-tough. It's an old person's joke. <laughs> it's an old person's it. joke. You're not old. You're not old enough. You think um, you don't. You're not old enough. I'm going for that sweet, sweet Gen X. Uh, it's my sweet Mac Davis joke. Woohoo! Yeah. So you got anything to plug? Um, I, I, I have. I'm, I've made a commitment to myself that I'm going to start using Loose Stools' TikTok account. So TikTok, letting go at Loose Stools, one of my puppets. Uh, I've made a commitment that I'm going to start uh, using him. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. There's like two videos on there only, but I've written three more scripts. I just need to start filming them now. Yeah. I keep being told by coworkers that we need to put clips of this up on on TikTok. And I'm like, I don't want to download TikTok again to do that. I got real, like at the beginning of COVID, I got really hooked on TikTok and I don't want to do it. I don't, it's, I'm bad enough with reels, but with reels, it's not the same level. And Within five reels, I'm not on like um, radicalized uh, white supremacy stuff. Well, I mean, just don't watch that stuff, and the algorithm will give you that stuff. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna be radicalized in shortcuts for cooking. Yeah, and make ravioli lasagna. Nice, I've seen that. Which one. I do want to do a CK's video of making like a taking the usual pasta and meat sauce, not bolognese, just a regular meat sauce, and just swapping out ravioli for the pasta so that it's um, a ravioli meat sauce, like in the instant pot, okay. you know, sauce from scratch. We still have jar. another episode to record, and I'm hungry, so let's maybe start. All right, let's rock and roll. All right, everybody, if you can go on and like, uh, you know, subscribe to this. Uh, if you are not already subscribed, please give us a five star. Review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Um, if you're watching us, I should look right into camera. I, unfortunately, okay, quickly, this is more for the viewers than for the listeners, but uh, for whatever reason, I like to watch on my big monitor that's over here, but my camera is here, and it's the built-in camera. Um, I might end up changing that so that I can actually look at the camera and see my display, so that's why the whole video I'll be looking up in the corner. Yeah. But more importantly, everyone out there, it's hard to be a porn star, so thanks for taking our big stuff. All right. Well, let's uh... –